0: There you are. (laughs) Hey, how's it going, buddy?
1: Good, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, a little bit tired, but I'm glad my Saturday's over, glad to get my days off in the week, all that stuff, so. Woo! Um, and hey everybody, welcome to Chaos Foul Frontier, I'm your host, shout Gilchrist, and that guy over there, he's kind of like Jesus, but not in a sacrilegious way, that's Mr. Artie DeVice. Yeah,
1: yeah, get it, get it,
0: get it. What? And that was a Simpsons joke for anybody that's like you that doesn't remember or watch The Simpsons, um, because that's what I was doing before we started recording. Uh, so yeah, here we are to watch some Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, this one's gonna be season three, episode nine, Defiant. And this is a this is a pretty good episode. I think you're gonna enjoy it. There's a lot of action in this episode, and it starts to set up a lot of stuff that's gonna be important later on. So Hello. I think I think it's gonna be a good episode for all of us. Um I don't think I need to do anything else here, and you got it all set up. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we're gonna hit play in three, two, one. Uh, yes, cargo space. Yeah, it, clearly, as I said, it's an important episode of action. We're going to start with the cargo talk. Oh, by the way, in case anybody's worried, because like I know the main reason people listen to the show, this episode does not have any Jake Cisco. So you're going to have to keep waiting on what's happening with him and his uh, Dabo playing girlfriend. Ooh. tomorrow. Run! Run, Ryan,
1: run! I like how you like, tomorrow, and then just books it.
0: <laughs> uh, I know better than stand on the command deck when I say stuff like that. Oh it's like five minutes away. Stop being such a pain.
1: I'm assuming Cisco is not around right now.
0: I don't know if it's that Cisco's not around, or if it's just that like this is her duty, and there's just a lot of it right now. Because Cisco's definitely a part of this episode. So I don't know if we've ever covered this in the other D- uh, Star Trek at this point, but so I don't even know if this is a real thing, like in real militaries. But the Doctor actually has the authority to take anybody off duty, doesn't matter who they are. If they like get cranky, basically.
1: (laughs) Like, she gets all nice all of a sudden.
0: (laughs) Please, please don't make me relax. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's always the reaction of every character this happens to. And I'm always like, God, I wish somebody would fucking tell me I could relax. I know I already relax a lot, but I want to do more.
2: As for my
1: prescription, follow me
0: to the bedroom. That would be kind of unprofessional, Julian. <laughs>
2: Just eat the food.
1: Like it'll take you ten seconds. If that's the only like, if she's really upset, and this is the only like thing or whatever right. that she has to do, just eat the food. Just eat the food real fast and drink the drink real fast, and you're good.
0: I think um, <laughs> there he is. There's Will Riker himself. The only man to get laid more in the Star Trek universe than Julian Bashir.
2: Yeah.
0: Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, I am really excited. Oh, I should talk about that here because it is important to everybody that will keep going with us as we do more stuff. So I found out recently, like last week, that um, Star Trek Voyager is no longer on Netflix. Uh, oh. and, along with a couple of the other Star Trek shows. And I'm assuming at some point it's going to happen to Deep Space Nine because they are now on Paramount Plus, And that's a big property for Paramount. Ah. So you and I have already solved this problem. We have Paramount ready to go. I've already sent you stuff, so we're good. Yeah, we can switch over when
1: it happens.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll watch. We'll keep doing DS9 on Netflix for anybody that listens with us. But if you're going to want to listen to the Voyager episodes, you're probably going to need Paramount Plus or something without commercials for Voyager. Yeah. But yeah, one, and I don't even know when it'll happen, but if, I, if DS9 does switch over, obviously we'll have to switch over there too, but just so I give everybody a heads up, I was completely blindsided. Voyager and DS9 have been on Netflix for like 10 years at least, so I had no thought they were going to be gone, and then I went to look up like basically when we were going to start Voyager, and I was like, right. oh yeah, it's off. Okay, that's great. <laughs> And, uh, oh, by the way, November 21st, 1994, that's when this episode originally aired. So some of this I won't get into too much detail because at some point we're going to watch the movie. But some of the dialogue here basically places this episode a little bit before the um, events in the movie Star Trek Generations. And since I don't think you've ever seen it, I won't go into detail on how we would know that because we're going to eventually watch that movie, but just for everybody else that might know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Carol, what are you doing? Get back to relaxing.
0: I think she wants to relax, relax all night long. But seriously, though, she definitely has a crush on uh, Commander Riker. (laughs) And then... No one then. <laughs> oh. No one <and> then.
2: <laughs> is Kirill still talking about the?
1: Uh, I always forget his name, but is is Carol still talking about the the re- religious head dude?
0: So they they. Yeah, like, they're still kind of a thing, but I don't think they've made official at this point. So, she like, yes, yeah, but she's free to, like, like somebody else if she wants to kind of thing. You know what I mean? Whatever. If, if uh, Star Trek had Facebook, it wouldn't be Facebook official. That's what I'm saying.
1: I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how Dax forgot about that other guy real fast.
0: <laughs> well... I mean, we don't know how long it's been. It could be all of, like, a week later.
1: That's fair. It could be a solid week.
2: Uh,
0: I have to say, I... Jonathan Franks is a big part of Star Trek. Even if you don't see him on screen, he directs so many of these episodes and I think he even directs this episode. But man, I love it when he's on the TV. Here's a place where somebody got stabbed last week. They didn't (laughs) make it.
1: Now, as someone who doesn't really know much about Star Trek uh-huh. is he does he come off as kind of sleazy, not in, like not in like an evil way, but just kind of like in a flirt kind of way. Like, he definitely- does he come off as a sleaze in like the other in his like in his main show?
0: Yeah, yes, yes, and no. Because basically, what happened was, if you know anything about the original, um, you know, Star Trek with Captain Kirk, he obviously always was womanizing everybody. So when they started the show with Patrick Stewart, they didn't really feel it was appropriate for his character to really do that all the time. So kind of just fell on Riker to be the one that's almost always falling in love or, you know, you know, betting the aliens. So kind of a little Mm -hmm. bit, but I don't think he ever, like he hasn't come off as like sleazy and like, he's trying to take advantage of people. But he definitely ends up with a lot of different women. So <laughs> So there's a very specific reason for that interaction, but I still I don't I don't know so why O'Brien did that. Let me guess. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: Riker was originally involved with O'Brien's wife and then O'Brien stole it.
0: No. No, there's something different going on. And because you don't have the next generation stuff in your head, I don't think you're going to get it. Uh, But it it won't be long before they tell you what's going on.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: I assumed it was a romance thing since this guy's a, a womanizer. but
0: Yeah. No, honestly, he just wanted to get rid of O'Brien for a very specific reason, which once we get the big twist, I'll tell you what it was. And it's about to happen, so.
2: (laughs) Oh, I see.
0: So they're going to... I wonder how long. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go for a second. They're going to explain it, but I'll definitely give you the background of what's happening because there's stuff you should know.
1: Well, I mean, i not the real Riker.
0: Right. But there's a very specific reason that that's not the real Riker. It's got a whole backstory to it.
2: Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I think I can just tell you. So, um, on Next Generation, there's an episode where they go to a planet where Riker was at like 15 years earlier or something like that. And there was a teleporter malfunction. And when the teleporter malfunctioned 15 years before, it basically cloned Will Riker. So one of them stayed on the planet. The other one went back and became the commander of the Enterprise. And then years later, the Enterprise comes back and they find him. And uh, he ends up becoming uh, Tom Riker. He uses his middle name and basically starts serving in Starfleet as a lieutenant. So... It's a, one of the weirder episodes, but that's basically it. That That's Tom Riker, not Will Riker. Tom. Huh. Yeah. Actually, they thought about making this a much more, um, like, him the leader of the Maquis. Uh, he was supposed to, like, what they wanted to do was the Maquis starts winning a bunch of victories, and there's no real reason for it, but it's because uh, Tom Riker has turned sides and becomes their leader. And he's, uh-huh. you know... He's a great military mind, because William Riker is a great military mind. So, right. This is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> uh, much better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so who are those with him then? Because those just look like two rebel-looking people.
0: Yeah. Those are two members of the Maquis. I don't think they said that yet, but that's who they are. Okay. Don't worry, everybody. Gold Ducat's here. So apparently this episode, as far as Cisco is concerned, is based on a – I think it was a movie that was made during the Cold War era where the um, United States president, which would be Cisco in this uh, situation – had to work with the Russians in order to destroy a plane that was trying to take a nuclear device to Moscow, but the mm-hmm. plane was American, which I did not know that. And I was like, Oh, that is really cool. And that definitely applies to all of us. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so gold.
1: I mean when you put it that way, it makes them seem very incompetent.
0: I mean anything can sound bad if you sum it up.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I don't know if he's done it, but it, I don't want to miss it. And I really do want to put this out there because it's a really cool callback. Um, at some point here, Tom Riker uh, says that the Defiant's a tough little ship. like he, That's what he calls it. And then years later, when they're doing the first Contact movie, which I've already told you, the Defiant fights the a Borg ship in that movie. Hmm. Uh, William Riker, Riker says the same thing. So the fact that they brought that back is really cool. And I didn't realize that it was actually a callback to this episode. I mean, that's a fair thing to assume. Transporter duplicate does sound ridiculous. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. yeah you tell him Cisco
2: I mean he's not
0: wrong. I hate it when Ducat makes sense.
1: Right? Like, (laughs) he makes all the sense in the world, really, with those statements.
0: Yeah, I do not relish the idea of war until I'm sure that I can win. Sorry, I just started laughing because of Odo's reaction. Like, what (laughs) the fuck is wrong with you?
1: You don't have much of a choice there, Cisco.
0: All very true.
2: I call
1: bullshit.
0: That had like I don't know if they showed that in the original episode where you see the transporter accident where like that he has a goatee instead of the full beard. But it feels like it's very much a reference to the original Star Trek, because famously, when they go to the mirror universe, one of the differences is that Spock has a beard. And that's how you know he's the evil Spock.
2: Ah. It's
0: like actually a running joke with with, uh, Star Trek fans that all you need to do to show somebody's evil is just give them a goatee. Oh, we get to meet the rest of the team. Yeah, blow some shit up. Woo! Woo! <clears throat> This is a really cool set, and they never use it again, which I thought was weird.
1: Yeah. No, that's a shame. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's the war room, and, like, there's definitely a lot of other war stuff that happens throughout the series, but I guess there's just enough distance that they didn't keep the set around. Mm. Oh, good. She's here.
1: Ah, yes, because the obsidian order is involved with everything.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the military can't do anything without an observer from the order. one of my favorite moments from cisco
1: (laughs) now discreet doesn't really go with what i think of when i think of cardassians
0: yeah that's true but i just i love like the little like backhand there like i would have been such a dick about it but okay you can already see how well cardassian society works right the City order knows about the cloaking device but doesn't bother to tell the military i mean if anybody you can trust with the cloaking device it would be the federation they're almost pathological about following their you know agreements
1: Look at them working together. It must make her sick.
0: <laughs> They're just two best buds.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I must have missed it. Where exactly are they attacking again? Because I thought they were, like, at with, like, other marquee ships.
0: They haven't um, said yet. Basically, what they've done is they've taken the ship and they've gone into Cardassian space, but they haven't like said what they're doing yet.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Let's look at the viewer. Uh, I do love how they somehow, sometimes save money because they're showing us like all the cool action of the ships. It's just stuff moving up on the screen.
1: Ah, oh, the decoy. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's. Maybe not. I'm trying to decide if that guy that's talking, there's a, <clears throat> there's another Cardassian that becomes important later on, but I don't know if that's him. I don't know if he doesn't. The guy I'm thinking of might not show up until a little bit later.
2: Mm.
0: So I'm not going to go into too much more detail just because I don't want to confuse it, but I'm like. I feel like if that was him I would have seen it in the notes for this episode
1: Man, you know, when the way that woman was talking about Dukat uh-huh. the first thing that popped into my head was that Key and Peele skit where they're like, I said
0: Beep. <laughs> oh i feel like that's exactly the look he had in his face
2: right
1: (laughs) oh snap
0: oh my god
1: oh no i wonder what could have happened
0: maybe you should have put her in a brig because i'm sure that ship has a brig right That's fair. That's, That's also, also fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the show has mostly shades of gray.
2: Right.
0: It seems like it would have been a good plan to start with, but We'll, we'll we'll let it go for now.
1: Man, fourteen cubic light years.
0: That's a crap load of light years. <clears throat> bullshit this is one of those moments where we we get a little bit humanizing for the cut yeah but he's
2: probably
1: lying
0: i don't know like definitely is would he lie about this yes yes could, could i believe that this is also true yeah If it were Garrick, I definitely would think he was lying because Garrick lies about everything. But Dukat can occasionally tell the truth. I feel like you could help with the story about that, by the way, so he doesn't just blame the Federation.
2: Yeah, right?
1: <clears throat> yeah, Cardassians don't understand anything.
0: I mean, that completely makes sense, and that could be very, like, like, there's nothing about the real world that makes me think, oh, that's unreasonable. But it's also, like, as the father, you could be like, hey, don't hate uh, the Federation, because of this.
1: Yeah, right. Like, you could say something. You could like e- try to explain it, but you're not going to. Is the thing, cuz you don't want him. You want him to hate the Federation.
0: Yeah, otherwise he wouldn't follow in your footsteps, basically. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, of course, Mecca free. Where else do you think we we're gonna go? No. Oh. Ooh. So, yeah, the, and I can just give this to anybody that was just listening to us. Um, basically, the what the Makia found out is that there's a secret military buildup in a certain system of Cardassia, which apparently. According to their intelligence, Central Command doesn't know about. I won't tell you if that's true or not, but it's probably true. Otherwise, this episode wouldn't make much sense. Kira, stop giving him ideas. Right? Like I love this like, come on, chicken, go out there and just kill a bunch of innocent civilians. That's what I would do.
2: Yes,
1: indeed.
0: Yeah, no, Kira is just a really, you know, she really is a terrorist. Yeah. Like, can you imagine this being made after 2001 with all the talk of terrorists like that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I see, like, it's nothing about that doesn't make sense. It's just, man, you couldn't make that after 2001. Okay. Um. But what? Why would that be under the direct? Oh, It just occurred to me and I don't know if we're going to find I don't know if we're going to find out everything we need for me to reveal this but it just occurred to me how the obsidian order knows about the cloaking device. Okay. Hopefully I'll remember that later. <laughs> I will straight bitch slap you if you go near <laughs> that system
1: Oh, I wonder what could be happening there now. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So basically what we just learned is that there is a civilian council that's supposed to um, basically run the military and the city in order. But basically they're powerless and each of the, the central command and the order do what they want, which, I mean, isn't really that surprising if you've been paying attention to Cardassian stuff. I mean, yeah, technically that's true. This is almost exactly what happens in the movie Down Periscope. No, no, you didn't get that reference. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie.
0: And just the end of the movie ends up with the, the submarine chase part. Yeah. Yeah. The subs being chased down, but they end up getting their torpedo out before they're killed. At some point, we should do that movie because it is a funny movie. What the? What are those three ships doing? All
2: right. I said be <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe that is what Bill Riker would do
2: yeah <clears throat> Sounds about right.
0: I mean it's a fair you know point yeah. Huh? I mean, it's not wrong. Everybody's making a lot of good points today, is what we're finding out. Yeah.
1: I mean, that seems very fair.
0: Yeah. Like, like everybody's being very reasonable today, except for the Obsidian Order.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, obviously they're going to do the deal um, because how else was this going to end? The Defiant gets blown up. But... The interesting thing is they never come back to it. Like it's so weird because Jonathan Frank said he wanted to come back because he thought this was a cool story that they could wrap up, like have Kira come and rescue him. But the show run- runners just did not wanna wanna do it for some reason. So we never get to find out what happens to Riker. I would assume he's killed if yeah. we don't have an episode of him getting, you know, protect or you know, rescued, he must have been executed. But yeah, they never mentioned that either. I just I find that weird because I was like, yeah, they never do go back to that, and I don't know why they decide they didn't want to.
1: I mean, I feel like the assumption would be that he's dead.
0: Yeah. No, definitely if like if there's no specific like he got away type thing, because like we saw what happened with O'Brien, how he almost got executed. They yeah. were gonna clearly execute Riker. Some nice star fighting here.
1: You just don't get it, man.
0: Together, yeah, Lieutenant. Oh, that was part of the deal that he doesn't have to, he wasn't getting the, the uh, um, mm-hmm. death penalty. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, yes, he's still alive, but yeah, they never, they never uh revisit it. And it was like a choice by the writers not to. Yeah. Which again, I just, I think it would have been a cool episode. I wish they had. I'm sure there's a cork episode somewhere that they could have done without to give us the cool spy mission of trying to get him out of prison.
1: there's always a chance that you can escape the labor camp and try again
0: in like 10 years. Yeah. That other guy did it. Remember back in season two? Yeah. I mean, technically somebody else got his stuff out, but he got out, didn't he? I can't remember what his name was. Nullis. Knee Nullis, I think. Yeah, do it, Cheryl.
2: Yeah, Cheryl.
1: <laughs> now you'll be able to find out soon enough. Oh,
0: uh, We'll all find out soon enough. It's some of the coolest parts of Deep Space Nine. I mean, when I say we'll find out soon enough, I mean around the end of season three. So it'll (laughs) still be a while, but we will find out. (laughs) uh -uh, You can't get me. You can't get Uh me. uh Uh, That's like the go-to shot of Cardassian ships. Like, You see that all the time in Next Generation, just those two ships in that exact formation. And then they slowly turn away. I mean, the Federation will, of course, give them a fair trial because that's what they do. But what are you expecting, that they're going to get to go free?
1: (laughs) So much for that guy you're with, huh, Kira?
0: I mean, from his perspective, he's about to go to a labor camp.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> and Just like that, it's over.
0: Yep. So what did you think of that episode? It was really interesting. Yeah.
1: It's cool. I'm, uh, I don't know. Do they? I know. Obviously, the stuff with Tom has done. But do they ever? They. There has to be more with Cardassia, though, right?
0: Oh yeah. No, that that system. Like, I wasn't kidding. That plays a very big part in the end of this season, okay, and is cool. like an, another big step in the overall plot of the whole show.
2: Okay. So, cool.
0: Yeah, we're gonna find out a, mo- a lot more about that. But um, uh, for next week, we're gonna be watching uh, Fascination. I'm trying to read the thing from where I'm sitting. The Bajoran Gratitude Festival, an annual celebration, is about to get underway. And uh, both Kira and uh, (laughs) O'Brien await the arrival of their lovers, or their loves is what it says. But that just made me laugh because you're right. She was just kissing on Tom Riker. And now we're going to get back to (laughs) Burial. But anyway, um, if I remember right, this is a pretty cool episode. It's more about uh, more character development, not as much about the other stuff. But it's a good episode. And then right after that is the two-parter, and I'm not sure exactly where Voyager falls in, but the next two episodes, yeah, it's either after these two episodes we watch the first episode of Voyager, or if it's in between, I'll figure out the dates, but we're really close to that, Um, sometime probably in November. So Um, so yeah, as far as what's going on this week, uh, this Wednesday, if I'm doing my math right, should be Army of Darkness, so that'll be really fun. If you've never seen that movie or any of the Evil Dead movies, I don't think you need to watch the other Evil Dead movies. But yeah, um, yeah if you love Bruce Campbell, it's definitely worth watching with us. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's a
2: movie.
0: yeah, and on Friday, um, DJ Madman and I watch the three parter episode, The Wedding, from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So that was a lot of fun. And then if everything goes well um, by next week for Halloween, we'll have some Simpsons episodes. So woo, woo. Oh. Um, I think that's about it. I don't really have anything else I need to add right now. So I'll say thanks, Derek Bowman, for the theme song, and I hope you guys join us Wednesday. You so